Guess what I don't miss? What do you not miss? Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were a wrestler for I a while. Was. I sure was. This movie must speak to you in a very different way. Yeah, actually it does. The first thing, and I this bothered me the whole movie, shouldn't they be wearing headgear? I don't I don't know what kind of style like, they're wrestling. No, no, no. I mean you wear headgear so that you so you don't get cauliflower ear. Well, okay, first of all, he already has cauliflower both I, in both ears. Yeah, no, I know that. Uh, that's because he doesn't wear fucking headgear. Right, like. but this is the eighties. Did they do that back then? Or is that like later when like is this like when the NHL they used to not wear helmets in the NHL? <laughs> Maybe this is like before people gave a shit about safety. <laughs> it's only it's only heroin. Yeah. It's not gonna kill you. <laughs> well it's like yeah, it's like, that's just a consequence of doing business. You're going to be a wrestler? Guess what? You're going to get cauliflower ear. Yeah. It's like, NHL, you're going to play hockey? Or guess what? You're not going to have any fucking teeth by the time yeah. you retire. of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily, and joining me this week is my partner in Greco-Roman crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, Bart. Hey. What's going on, buddy? <clears throat> Not a lot. Uh, so, uh, this week we're going to talk Foxcatcher, uh, the new Steve Carell, uh, Channing Tatum, uh, Channing Tato, Baked Channing Tato, Mark Ruffalo movie. I think we should just call it Actors you know with shit on their faces. <laughs> yeah, that's that is accurate. Um, yeah, it's you know they're all they're all they're all going for Oscar here. They're all going for Oscar gold. Uh, see 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 how it goes. We'll see how that how that pans out for any of them. Nope. Um, but uh, before we delve into the world of psychologically S- scarring wrestling sport. matches, sport. yeah. Uh, sport. Yes. Before we get into sport, uh, let's let's talk the news. Bart reacts to the news. Bart reacts to this week in news. Uh, so, I mean, look. The first, first of all, the two the two big stories this week, uh, both uh, trailer releases. Yep. Uh, first, we got Star Wars, yep. and then we've got uh, Jurassic World. Um, now, did you, was that this week? They they both happened this week. God, it seems like so long ago. I know. Well, it's that holiday, man. That holiday week, it, it just you know, fucks everything. Yeah, up. holiday in the middle of the week. That you know, it's weird because that's Jurassic Park happened early in the week. World. Um, Jurassic, yes, Jurassic World. Thank you. I'm going to make that mistake like 17 more times. I will correct you 17. Uh, Jurassic World happened early in the week. It was supposed to premiere during uh, Thanksgiving football. It was supposed to premiere during a football game, um, and they didn't uh, now. And I was really confused at the time because it just sort of appeared. Like, an official version just sort of appeared a couple days early. And I was thinking, that's so weird, because they had literally put down, put out, like, a website with a countdown clock a couple of weeks prior, mm. uh, counting down to Thanksgiving Day. Because um, everyone whole, forgets when it is. Well, it was like, the park is open on this date, and, like, all of that. So, it seemed like, why is this suddenly happening, like, two days early? Uh, and then I found out afterwards, the reason was that it didn't really get a lot of attention, certainly not in the same way the Avengers did. But a trailer for Jurassic World actually leaked earlier in the week, um, and it w- but it wasn't the final trailer. It was like a working, like a work print version. Oh. So it had unfinished effects, uh, and it had some sort of alternate takes or some extra lines of dialogue here or there, uh, some little extra bits that they eventually took out yeah. of the final trailer. But they they it sort of leaked. 
and uh, you know they got it. They got it pulled very quickly, um, and, but they just said kind of took Marvel's cue and just said screw it. Let's just you know let's just release it now. Yeah. So that that becomes the story that it's out, um, and I, I didn't really even see much attention to the leaked version out there. I didn't even hear about it until about two two days later. So, um, but uh, I you know what what did you think of that trailer? Well, I thought it was a hell of a lot better than the initial teaser, which is garbage. Just that like ten second thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's this. That's like one of those. And I, I actually I'm not a big fan of this trend. It's like the announcement teaser. It's like, hey, the trailer is coming in two weeks. Here's ten seconds to let you know that there's gonna be a yeah. trailer two yeah, weeks no, from it's, now. It's nonsense. I mean, yeah, it's just, just release the damn. It's thing. a trailer for a trailer, and that's it's, stupid. No, it's a. It was a trailer for a teaser. Yes, that is true. Technically, that Hell. is true. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. The other of thing that. is, all right, so, all right, first of all, the trailer itself, I, meh, I'm just underwhelmed, and the reason I'm underwhelmed is because I wonder what's going to happen on the island. <laughs> you think that it's like everything's gonna be fine, and the dinosaurs won't get free, and there's no D-Rex, whatever that is, <laughs> like. Shit's gotta go south. We uh, we know yeah. the end. And so the real thing is seeing some characters and how they work. And I don't... I mean, you know, I, I love Chris Pratt. Don't know if this is the right role for him. Yeah, I, can we talk about how stiff and serious he is trying to be in this movie? Like, I know. It's, it's really weird. There's none of that sort of inherent Chris Pratt charm uh, in, in, the, in these images, in these, in yeah. these little uh, clips yeah. that we get. Um, it was really jarring for me. Like, I had to watch it, like, three times. And I was like, what? Because I couldn't get, put my finger on, like, what felt off. And I was like, it's Pratt. It's like, Pratt. Because he's got these lines that feel like they're just tailor-made for him to make them awesome. Like, yeah. oh, you made a super smart dinosaur? Yeah, it probably wasn't a good idea. Like, it doesn't need to be, like goofy like no but like waka 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 you know but like <laughs> even just a sarcastic like yeah that probably wasn't a good idea he, he delivers them all like really flat like he's trying to be this steely action hero or something yeah it just doesn't feel right on him he, well you know what else i think i think they made a mistake by not changing the way he looks at all he looks the same as Andy Dwyer as he does as Star Lord, uh, apart from the weight. Yeah, but like, what do you want? You want him to have like a goatee no, or something? I, I want, no, <laughs> well, having just come off of the Mirror Universe episode, yeah, it, like it wouldn't hurt. Evil no, no, Dwyer. but I, mean, I feel like they should they should like clean shave him or like have him, like, darken him the hair or, or something or, do something or with him. give him weird hair. Like they literally just plunked, like pulled him out of Guardians, plopped a vest on him, and plopped a vest on him, <laughs> let him run with it. And it's like go, yeah. But I don't know. I like. I, I think the a visual differentiation would help. All right. Uh, yeah. I just. Yeah. It makes me. It makes me a little sad. It makes me a little nervous. What I, I feel like they're going for maybe like a really burnt out like kind of. He's I don't want to say young. like he's... jaded, cynical thing. Well, the, so I think the idea here is that he's like Muldoon, the, the dino. Well, I, he's like not necessarily Muldoon. Muldoon was like the game warden. He's like the guy who is in charge of making sure the animals right, right. are like in their pens and shit. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure the raptor specialist, like a, a, a dinosaur trainer. You know, like that last shot, which is really like the best thing in the movie. It's like the thing that makes me want to see this movie, yeah. which is Chris Pratt riding a motorcycle amongst a herd of raptors that are like 
on his team that I think he is literally the dinosaur trainer. He is, you know, he's like the guy with the whip and the chair, and he's actually little. Yeah, he has literally gotten these things. They sort of domesticated them so that they can literally work with the dinosaurs. Um, and I could imagine that in that line of work, you would see a lot of shit, uh, and that, you know, you might get burnt out real quick doing that kind of thing. Um, but it just like, you know, I I don't think so. I'd want like that sarcastic, like jaded burnout, not just like a guy who just seems bored, exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing that I like about it. So you were saying, oh, okay. So yeah, so it's the park and I bet they all get loose. Like, yeah, of course that's sort of. Well, that's my whole point. That's we we need to connect with characters yeah. in order for this to be a good movie, and not just an excuse to show us what you can do with special effects. Well, here's what here's the thing that I like about this idea about the the pitch of this movie mm. um, is that uh, it's set you know in a world in which Jurassic Park happened, and this is like many years later, and they actually do we, do we know how many years later? Well, I think it's real time. I mean, I think it's set 2014, so I think it's you know 20 years or oh, whatever. Okay, so do we know? So is it the same island? Is it, yeah, is it's it, Island Nublar. It's, yeah. it's Nublar. Yeah. Okay, it's the first island. Um, okay. What I think here is, or, or what I like about this is yeah. that as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, now they have the park open and then shit goes bad, of course, they've sort of given it this little twist, which is that the park has been open for a while and people come, but it's been open and successful for so long the people are now bored with the idea of dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, the, the concept of live dinosaurs is no longer inherently an attraction to people. And they're yeah. sort of like, like, kids were like, man, whatever. Like, they're out, you're texting on their phone while they're, you know, Among Stegosaurus the, is, like, yeah. walking around. And that's the reason that they start, like, genetically breeding new strains of dinosaurs, new kinds of dinosaurs. Because, like, we need to find a way to spice it up we need to attract new people and the only way to do that is to literally create new dinosaurs wholesale um so there's again that's like that hubris element right. sort of working yeah, in in a, that, in a new way that i kind of yeah, did the thing is they can only milk that for so long until you end up you end up with okay the dinosaurs are free we're all fucked mm-hmm. no i mean clearly that's Regar- where this regardless is going. of whether it's you know an actual tyrannosaurus rex or this yeah. puffle puffer fish dinosaur that we've created <laughs> yeah who gives the a cuttlefish shit? dinosaur cuddle, yes. whatever i mean <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter it's like their dinosaurs trying to kill us that's the premise yes yeah. the hook and it always will be the hook yep, absolutely and i think the reason why the first jurassic park was so good and the others were such crap yeah apart from the fact that it was the first time um it was that the characters were characters yeah that we gave it half well half a shit about oh sure some of them um well, the other thing that I think that I that I like about the first one that you don't get in the second one is that the park itself is a character, you know, because yeah. the park is sort of up and functioning, and so you can sort of there's a style to it, and you can yeah. see like, oh no, they got these you know jeeps on tracks, and here's the gift shop, and here's the thing, and it's like there, it creates like a, some nice world building. Yeah. Whereas the the other ones are like, oh, the abandoned second island, or like, oh, the you know, it's, it's like everything that's all like shit that's like run down. So the setting is sort of you know beside the point. I mean, you the know? Third, I've only seen the third one once. And it was. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. It was go William H Macy. So I, That's what I, I, I own all of them. Yeah. Um, because I bought the box set because I wanted the first one. Right. Really. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure where that is, but <laughs> <laughs> nice. so I it exists somewhere. Um, but as I recall, the third one 
pretty much is just trying to use all the things that they skipped. Yeah. In the from the first book. Yeah, I think so. First yeah. First time around, and adding the dinosaurs talking bit. Yeah. Which was not a good idea. No. Um, Alan. <laughs> the first time I tried to watch that movie, it was it was my freshman year of college, and my roommate and they were like, "Let's watch a movie," and we're like, "Okay." So I'm like, what do you want? So let's watch Jurassic Park 3. Okay. So we watched the first five minutes until they're on the plane, and, and Grant is there begrudgingly. Yeah. He clearly doesn't want to be there. And he's... Yeah, I think Sam Neill was there Sam begrudgingly. Neil was over it. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, he's dreaming on the plane, and a raptor turns over to him, and it says, Alan. And, <laughs> Alan. And we both lost it, turned it off, <laughs> and left the room. <laughs> like, I'm not I think watching that's the this, appropriate response. I'm not watching this fucking thing, because they just did that ten minutes. <laughs> This can't go well now. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I mean, I'm I'm open to it. I like some of the. I like again, like you know, I like the world building of the park here, of the actual like functioning park. I if like they do it. The idea of like there's got the water park with the splash zone and the the uh, two kids in the bubble, which I think is like that little bubble car is really fun. It's weird. Yeah, I love, but I love it. It's I so goofy. I, I love it. The purpose of that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what good could that possibly serve? Uh, it's futuristic and shit. I don't know. But I love it. It's it's great. It's so silly that I, I can't help but love it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I I'm I'm dubious, but yeah, I'm that. open to it. I'm open yeah. to it. I'm open to it, but I'm they gotta earn it. Though. Yeah. Uh, but the second big trailer release was, of course, Star Wars. Of course, Star Wars. Um, and that's why it feels like oh, they would how do, how is they both in the they same week? They gotta earn it too. Because Jurassic Park came at the beginning of the week, and then Star Wars came out the day after Thanksgiving. So right. it, yeah, it feels like that wasn't that ages ago. Seems like um, ago. Uh, so what do you, okay, thoughts on, on Star Wars? Are you... uh, the soccer ball droid is adorable. The soccer ball droid is my favorite thing. The soccer yeah. ball droid is, I'm calling it R2 FIFA, until I get uh, some other better name, until, yeah. and even after they <laughs> tell me what the droid's actual name is, I'm going to refer to it as R2 FIFA. That is fine. <laughs> I do not argue. <laughs> um, anything that was clearly a practical effect, mm-hmm. I liked. Anything that was clearly a digital effect. I disliked. Yeah. Well, again, it's like, you know, the movies come knocking out for a year. I know. So those effects are, you know, probably not finalized. That's not my point. Yeah. My point is there's there's a difference between seeing a guy sitting in an X-Wing yeah. and watching three X-Wings fly by over a lake that aren't really there. Okay. That's... And it, I mean, like, and it, they look great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They look great. Well, and I think... But at the same time, it's like, ugh. Okay, but here's the thing. And here's the thing that I think is really interesting is that uh, there's no space in this trailer. Everything that we see in this trailer is planet side, including you know the Millennium Falcon and X wings and Tie fighters flying around. They're that's all true. in atmosphere. They're yeah, all that's above true. Them. So huh. you know, even if they were doing like some practical you know models and stuff like that, like you don't you know that I wouldn't expect to see that stuff. You know, them flying over a lake, I wouldn't expect them to do that practically. Whereas like oh, a space battle, like yeah, maybe they could do some practical stuff. You know, I they're not. I don't. Going no, to. they're not going to. I don't expect them to do any of the spaceship stuff practically. Um, it's too bad. But but still, like I, I think that's an interesting choice in this trailer into in the Star Wars trailer that there's no stars, that there is no space, uh-huh. um, and that everything feels very you know earthbound or you know earthbound relatively speaking, planet bound. Yeah. Um, but uh Atmo. yeah yeah but but i yeah but i agree i mean the, that droid is clearly practical it's a real thing um, and i and i want it yeah her <laughs> speeder looks uh vaguely practical like in the close-up I, i'm sure she's actually on a thing of yeah, course yeah um uh i'm sure the you know flying around bit maybe not but, no but that's but that's fine but it, but it looks good it looks fine um 
But yeah, no, the I think Falcon it's... Falcon looks digital. Yeah, it's... It looks a little more svelte than I remember. Well, it's, it's you know, it's doing some barrel rolls and shit. It's doing some... It's, it's got some complicated maneuvers that it's doing. And more uh, moreover, the not only is the Falcon doing some crazy flying, but the camera is also doing crazy flying around the Falcon because the perspective is changing. It's like upside down and then it's like flying up over the air. And yeah. So it, it makes the Falcon look even weirder. Yeah, um, it didn't... I don't know. Yeah, because the original series is, you know, it's a lot of like straight on. Yeah. You know, Falcon flying at the camera, Falcon flying away from the camera. Like that's mostly what it is. So, um, I don't know. I just hope this is... A little bit like it needs to be charmingly hokey. Yeah, that's what Star Wars is supposed to be. Sure, that's um, a good. I'm I'm on board with that description. And it hasn't been that. Yeah, no. Since Jedi, no. Nothing um, about any of those prequel movies was charming. No, Nothing. No. There well, was stuff that was cool. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but none of it was charming. Um, a lot. John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega looking great. Uh, it's what he's doing. Nobody yeah. knows. Uh huh. Um, the the. I think it's great uh, in a way, you know, considering everything that was going on this past week with the, you know, the Ferguson protests and, and uh, that whole announcement that then, you know, we get this, this Star Wars teaser comes out and the first face you see in it is, you know, a young black guy. I think that's yeah. great. Um, I think that puts a really great, like, you know, positive, like, that's a really great positive sort of uh, vibe to send out there. And, uh, but Boyega's already been getting, of course, like, getting shit on Twitter. You know, people just, you know, tro- fucking, fucking trolls out there who are just like, oh, fucking black guy in Star Wars, whatever. And Boyega's, like, not okay. shirking away from it, which I think is great. He's like, look, yeah. look get used to it. This um, is, this is what, this is what's happening. Okay, Mace Windu. Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh... well, No, of course. I mean, look, 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 those, those assholes are always out there, right? What are you going to do? Yeah. But I think, it, you know, it's just, it's such a nice, like, refreshing thing to see in a week of, like, really shitty stuff. It's like, that's, it makes me, it just makes me kind of happy. Yeah. Um, there, a lot of people got, you know, and I, the first thing I thought when there's that, that voiceover that comes in, and that voiceover is, like, really awkward. Yeah. I feel like it might not actually be. In the movie? Yeah, I feel like it might just be, like, <laughs> for the trailer. Um, but it, it, I mean, it sounds exactly like Benedict Cumberbatch's smog. I actually think it sounds more like his con. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Which is, by the way, the same thing. Yeah, basically. Um, it's not. It's Andy Serkis. A lot of people went, oh, this must be... It sounds like Cumberbatch. People were trying to say, oh, Cumberbatch is in the movie or whatever. Um, it's Andy Serkis? It's Andy Serkis. They've, they've uh, come out who and is, said that that's Andy Serkis. Who is Andy Serkis? We don't know. Oh. No, we don't, I mean, we don't really know who anybody is. Uh, it was just, uh, which is still the wrinkle in this movie. Do they have names? No. Oh. No. So. Uh, but he's playing some character. Um, and that was his voice, so... Uh, let's let's talk about that lightsaber. Okay. Uh, it's certainly. How many fingers do you want to lose today? Yeah. Well, okay. So a lot of people talking about that that weird design, the the laser uh, cross guard, basically. Uh, yeah. It's um, not a good idea. Well, so there's a, there's a couple different things to this, and when you look at it, like I had to go back and look at it a little bit because the uh, the you know the the thing that actually projects the lasers out. It's not flush with the handle. No, so I know. there are there is like a little cross of metal there. Right. But the idea is, you know, if you had if you were, you know, two swords fighting and you like let this the blade the, the laser blade like slide down to the hilt, it would probably it would just sever that thing off, right? Yeah. Um so it wouldn't necessarily be an effective like cross guard for your hands uh in terms of another blade it might be a a nice cross guard in terms of your hand sliding up the handle of the 
lightsaber. If your hand is sliding up the handle of your fucking lightsaber, well, you're doing it wrong. Okay, but here's the thing. And this is the part that I hadn't taken into consideration, or it wasn't. It didn't hit me until somebody pointed it out and I went back and looked at it, is that uh, this lightsaber, actual, and especially because of the crossguard, it feels a lot more like a broadsword. Like, the blade is really long. Yeah. So then, then you have that, like, two-handed, like, broadsword-style fighting as opposed to the, you know, well, fencing did. kind of, well, like, flipping around right, and well, shit. See, see, this was one of part of the problems, or one of the problems with the some of the lightsaber dueling in the, the prequel movies. Yeah. Is that, like, there is no reason why anyone would ever have a flesh wound from a lightsaber. Yeah, no, you'd have severed limbs. You, yeah, you would have just like bits of you everywhere. Yeah, like it, it made some of it made absolutely no sense. True. Like every time Obi Wan got got cut, yeah, it was like what? How? Yeah. Did, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, so they, they you use the, they're they're like broadswords without any mass. Yeah, basically. Well, like, but but that's the thing. I mean, in the you're right in the prequels, it's a lot of acrobatics. It's a lot of like flipping around and shit. Um, and I think that's you know. The idea of, of a lightsaber broadsword, something that's, like, really large and really, you, that you know, it's a different fighting style. Um, and I'd be down for that as, like, a nice, like, different way of differentiating, uh, you know, the style of these duels versus versus ones in the past. And it's also, you know, it, I, I like, of course, the, fir- the first time I saw it, all I could think of was, like, oh... Darth Maul. Like, this is another yeah, attempt like, to give the villain a different kind of lightsaber, you know? Right. Well, yeah. Um, but but I but I like that idea, you know? That it's like that they're not just like everyone builds the same one. That every, people build their own style of lightsabers. I think we're overthinking this. Maybe, maybe. I, I, think, it, I think you had it right. But, it's, but that's the thing. Like, you, you can't put that out there and like that's a, that's a clear and distinct that's, choice, it's, it's, you know? Ner- it's nerd bait. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we're. I really think we're overthinking this. We'll see. I really do. It's fine. It's, it just seems. I hope. I want to see somebody get like stabbed with the crossbar, with the laser crossbar. I want to see him like, like you know, punch somebody with it. Basically, the only, the only thing I can. Here's a potential use for it. So let's say you've got two guys and they're they're crossed up up against each other yep. the way they always are. Oh yeah. Just flip a switch and it stabs him in the face. Right. Exactly. There right. There's a use. That's kind of fun, right? Not really surprising. I don't know. We'll see, man. We will see. Uh, but I, I mean, I think the the tone of the whole thing it feels more Star Warsy to me. It doesn't. It feels oh, I don't know. It more felt... pr- more original se- original trilogy to me. I don't think we have enough to make that assessment. Yet. Well, no. I can tell you this: it feels way more JJ. Yeah, I mean, not, I don't know what it is about it. I mean, throw a couple of lens flares on there. And, yeah. Uh, very JJ. There's but. a great, there's a great energy to it, which I guess is what I, what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels, you know, it's still, you know, that there's a, there's a clear and distinct uh, difference between sort of the universe of the prequels and the universe of the original series, just in terms of like every, not just a matter of like, well, one is CG and one is practical, but like in universe, it yeah. feels, you know, they feel like different eras, different places. Well, they, yeah. um, and this feels. You know, from what we can see, it feels like it's you know informed much more directly from that original series. We can um, hope. We can hope. I mean, it's about the same time difference, about thirty years in between, e- either way. But yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm I don't know. I mean, that it made me made me kind of excited. So yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah, you're right. It's it's you know there's there's not a lot to it. It's eighty eight seconds. A, it's eighty eight seconds. You know, it's not a lot in there. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's it's it it 
stirked the nerd fires in me a little bit. So fair enough. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We will. Uh, a couple other things here. Uh, uh, so sort of tangentially related to Star Wars, uh, Oscar Isaac in Star Wars. We see him flying an X-Wing uh, in that bit. Oh, um, he's the X-Wing okay. pilot, I think. Oh, um, I didn't get that. Yeah. Um, okay. But he he will also be playing Apocalypse in uh, in the X-Men Apocalypse movie, which okay. we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. You know, yeah. it's uh, certainly not the kind of direction I expected them to go in. I mean, he's not a – I expect we're going to get a lot, uh, you know – it's going to be pretty dependent on motion capture uh, as opposed to sort of a, a practical guy in a suit, you know? I honestly... He's not a big guy. I've met him. Oh, 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 oh. No, Oscar oh, Isaac. Oscar I've, I've met Oscar Isaac. He is not a big guy. Uh, so, I, I mean, I expect this is going to be like his face in a motion capture, you know, character. Suit. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, which is fine. I mean, Thanos looks great. I mean, he... Looks exactly like Thanos. Right. So, I think that's crazy. We're going to get Thanos and Darkseid and Apocalypse all, like, in the span of a couple of years. Um, which is... And they all, like, all of those characters look exactly the same. Yeah, they're so. just huge guys with deep voices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wrinkly faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, Apocalypse doesn't nearly have a wrinkly face. No, he's got those weird lips, though. He does have the weird he blue lips like, thing. <laughs> the, the Joker lips, like the Ichi lips that, like, yeah. stretch across his cheeks. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's... <laughs> Well, he's very Egyptian, mm -hmm. but we'll see if they make him pink and purple. I mean... I don't think they will, somehow. I feel like they will go purple with him. I There's a little... If you, that, that little teaser bit at the end of Days of Future Past, like, he's got kind of a purplish skin tone. I gotta see it again, I remember. He doesn't have... He doesn't look human. I mean, he's definitely got a discoloration going on there, so... Uh. Um, I don't know if he'll have the, the, the big fucking arrow stripey thing on the top of his head i mean probably i guess but Meh. we'll see i would love to see them go kind of bigger more broadly like comic book design i mean that's a character who is like, their character design is just like a thousand percent like over the top oh yeah he's got the tentacle yeah he's got like tubes like, coming out of his arms the, and like, shit yeah like i would love to see them go really big like that i don't know um, i mean I, do we have even a theory about what this movie is going to be about uh, so all we know is that it's set in the eighties and that it is, uh, that, that it's, they want to play with the idea of like ancient mutants, I guess. Uh, which is why you see him in ancient Egypt uh, in that little, that well, little post well, that's, stinger. That's um, fine. Well, which, I mean, it's interesting only in that the, you know, the first X-Men movies, uh, always play and I mean, even first class and whatnot, but they always played with the idea of like. That mutation was a thing that had just happened recently, mm. and that like, for in first class, it's like, oh, we suspect there might be these people out there, and they're sort of discovering them. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the original ones in X Men one and two, it's like because it's set you know thirty years later, it's more along the lines of, like these people have been out there, but they you know uh, they they don't come out publicly. They don't they're not comfortable like making their their presence and their and their powers known everybody if you're a mutant you like keep your mutation a secret you know mm. it's the it's the homosexual allegory basically yeah um so i like the you know that's an interesting thing to introduce idea like no 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 this isn't like you know a recent in the last you know century like development in you know the evolution of humanity it's like no, no these guys were around like 700 years ago like that's kind of interesting uh, that's a that's a nice new wrinkle to to introduce, I guess. 
I guess, but and plot, but plot wise, we don't know what. That yeah, is. I don't. Yeah, because I, I mean, the problem... I mean, if you title the fucking thing, I mean, I realize it's a character's name, but you title the fucking thing Apocalypse. There better be some like world-ending consequences to whatever well, is going see, on. I mean, right? this is the problem with a character like Apocalypse, um, is that he's never. They never. He's immortal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally immortal. They. Yep. As far as I know, the X Men never actually defeat Apocalypse. Right. They just banish him or something. Yeah. Shit. I, like they get him like sent off planet or something. But I don't think he's ever actually defeated or yeah. killed or. Well, and that would be interesting because the X Men haven't gone to space yet. So. No, they haven't. Um, but that's certainly becoming more okay. I mean, as we see the Avengers going to space uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but, but things if if they do that now. Yeah. Now it's gonna be super copycat. Well, yeah, but you, I mean, I guess you could do it in a different kind of way. I mean, maybe not like another planet, but another dimension. Like that would be a different kind of a, di- a different way. When to go. is Apocalypse coming out? Uh, I believe we're looking at 2016. When is Doctor Strange coming out? Uh, well, I think they're planning for about the same time. They don't still don't have a Doctor Strange yet, so we, we don't know. know. Um, well, I mean, they have a release date, though. Yeah, they have a release date, but, you know, that release date is probably, you know, until they n- nail down a lead actor, that release date is probably a little flexible. So, mm-hmm. um, the other interesting thing that I thought you would enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, a fun little story, so, uh, interview with Guillermo del Toro, they are asking him about Pacific Rim 2. Yep. Um, and he was saying, yeah, I know it's going to be, you know, we're working on the script right now, um, and it's going to be set, you know, th- there's going to be a significant time jump between part one and part two. Okay. Um, and we know we're, we're getting, like, an animated series that'll kind of bridge the gap a little bit That's in between, uh, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, but he's saying, no, we're going to get, like, all di- very different kinds of kaiju and different kinds of uh, Jaegers also, because, um, you know, it's such, a, it's such a prolonged time jump. I think they're talking, again like something in the realm of like 30 years mm. um so i would suspect or maybe not maybe i think maybe more like 10 years um that makes more sense i think it's like 10 years um but i don't think we're gonna get a lot of the same characters carried Great. over that's fine yeah I, the, just like the godzilla movie i am fine jettisoning like almost all the humans mm-hmm. uh, the one character i really want to stick around is makomori She's fucking the best thing in that movie. I've decided upon many, many rewatches. Wrong. You are wrong. The, she, I think she is the best human in that movie that survives that movie. Let's put it that way. No, you're wrong. How am I wrong? Who is the heart of the Ghostbusters? The or the the OG heart of the Ghostbusters. Okay, the OG heart of the Ghostbusters. Yes. No. Uh. Uh. Elvis is pretty great. Um. But he's like no. Think about this. Think of Pacific Rim Two. Yeah. Gives a shit about Macklemore. But the one person you want... I'm raising my hand. I, I give a shit about Makamori. The one person you really want hanging around, just picture Elvis there with a little bow tie. And he's yeah. like, now he's like an older Elvis yeah. character. He's he's going to be the giant robot monster kaiju awesome Sherpa. <laughs> and there'll be like a whole new generation of pilots and who gives a shit about them because it's like old man Elvis is there yeah. to ground them all in the struggle. I, well, look, I'm look. I will be very happy to see him show up. Explain um, to me. I want you to conceive of a world where the heart of the Ghostbusters in Pacific Rim Two isn't Elvis again. <laughs> Just saying. Well, look. I mean, like I said, I think I think we're gonna get all kinds of new characters. So. Um, yeah, but he would stick around. That guy. That, I would, guy. that guy had so much heart. Well, but that's the thing. Like, I think he's great. Uh, but he doesn't have a lot to like he, properly do. You know, like, Mako Mori's got, like, the great emotional through line through, no, no, no. The, through well, the story, he, which is why I want to see her come back. He's gotta be Chief O'Brien. 
<laughs> he's like he's i mean he's already their like head engineer guy it's true and you know he's going to be the one holdout from from the idris elba days i would be okay with colmini showing up in jimmy crib too also for the record because that, that i'm always in favor of him showing up in anything just like disgruntled old yeah mark four pilot right like oh, i'm colmini um but uh the two characters that i that we know we're definitely going to get uh from this interview with guillermo del toro yeah are uh, the two scientists? Uh, oh, good. Uh, That's Newt fine. And uh, and Gingrich G- and Gingrich Gensler Gensler. That was his Whatever. name. <laughs> um, Newton Gingrich. Yeah, Newton Gingrich. Yeah. Uh, no, they're they're uh, the the two guys there. I guess he was saying, oh, they're like my, they're his favorite characters. He's like, I just love writing these guys, so we're definitely stick keeping them around. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, some people felt better about them than others i think a lot of people kind of got sick of charlie day's shtick and well, he's uh, yeah exactly charlie day, as charlie day yeah um but that's okay i'm i'm i'm, I'm fine. fine with it i liked i always liked the idea of him like there are bits in that movie where it's like yeah it just feels like charlie day doing his shtick but i love the idea of him as like the kaiju groupie that he was just like obsessed with these yeah with these kaiju um kind of in a way that reminds me of uh brent spiner in independence day where he's like he's all about sorry, the Brent Spiner and Indip- yeah I mean, as the scientist at Area Fifty One where he's like oh yeah the alien showed up and now everything's turning on and stuff is working again no, and it's all even, really cool I clearly haven't watched that in he's way so too long. like focused on like his work on the technology and the aliens whatever that you know the actual like world ending consequences of what else is happening outside of his laboratory like kind of go oh, over his right, head a I little bit now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um okay. so. So I, I I kind of dug that about those guys. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Independence Day, for the record, no. Yeah, no. Fox greenlit a sequel to Independence Day this week, uh, which they want to start shooting next year. We're gonna file uh, it under things that we don't need. Well, I think Universe. that at this point, uh, Roland Emmerich is definitely going to come back and direct. But I think at this point, Will Smith has definitely said no that he's not coming back. Thank God. Um, I think well, and there was a lot of you know. There were stories at one point that they were literally writing two versions of the movie, one in which they could get Will Smith back and one in which they couldn't. Um, but point. I think he is officially sort of passed and said, I'm not doing it. Um, which I, th- I think the idea originally was to bring him back and make him be Bull- Bill Pullman, to have him be, like, the president. Um, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, he's a war hero. I could see him getting elected to some shit later on. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I Eisenhower got elected. It's fine. <laughs> mm. uh, but the uh, I, I am kind of you know I do kind of like the idea of and again just like uh, just like Jurassic Park the idea of letting the actual amount of time you know it's been twenty years since the aliens showed up uh, and humanity has had to like put their shit back together. Yeah. But also they now are like aware there are aliens out there and so obviously like preparing for you know potential another invasion and like how technology has evolved and how the like global politics have evolved like that that sounds really kind of fun to me see but that's a lot of world building that i don't expect them to do yeah i just don't (laughs) i mean like we've seen that pulled off a handful of times ever Mm -hmm. and i just don't see the independence day too yeah Independence ID Day 2, ID4 2, two. Colon Veterans Day. Like, <laughs> I just don't think 
that's that's just not going to be something that's going to happen. Arbor Day. <laughs> and they should call it a different president, a different holiday. That'd be great. Uh, Armist- uh, Independence Day too. Armistice Day. That, that sounds uh, disturbingly possible. I'm aware. That's why I said it. But I mean, like, all right. So here's the thing. I'm going to be okay. Like, I will go on record. Yeah. Saying I'm okay with Independence Day too, as long as we also get Mars Attacks too. <laughs> The best thing about Independence Day is Mars Attacks. The end. <laughs> See, I'm okay with Independence Day 2 so long as Goldblum shows up. I know, Thomas. If, if Goldblum doesn't show up, what's the fucking point? That's my well, question. Well, he's not... Well, he... You know I what? I can live or die Goldblum. without Bill Pullman, without Will Smith. I need Goldblum in that movie. Goldblum isn't in Jurassic World either. I know. Love, which is... Like, there's no The Goldblum. I know. It's, it's a shame. It's a goddamn shame. But Goldblum did his... You know, he came back for the second one. So he did his Jurassic Park due diligence to show back up again. Like, yeah. I want to see him. This is, like, one that's of those because, great Goldblum roles. That's because he needed work well, yeah. at that point. Is... I want to see, see, like, old man Goldblum show up and just be... Like, just be uh, I just want to see him show up and be Goldblum-y. D- dino dropping? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh. Come on. Come on. You, you're going to tell me you wouldn't be psyched if, if, if there was a teaser out for... Jurassic fucking World. independent no for independence day 2 and it was just like goldblum like, fucking <laughs> looking at the camera I, I still have my power mac g3 <laughs> oh, come on I, I'm, I would i would be i would feel much better about it if he were in it right but he's not i would talk about the easiest way to win people over like i hope you, brent spiner's in it again <laughs> well that i know i think he i think he, pretty sure he died i'm pretty sure he oh, did, did not he? survive the first movie uh, it's pr- all a ruse. They broke his neck, I believe. I think the alien broke his neck while also making him talk. Oh, I barely remember. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's just about all I've got for for the news this week. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Foxcatcher. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we got Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell's fake nose. That's it is quite <laughs> a fucking nose. We've got Channing Tatum and the and the cotton balls in his and cheeks. The cotton balls in his cheeks. His giant fucking chin. Yeah. Uh, and we've got Mark Ruffalo and, and his and his and, incredible beard. And his amazing beard. Uh, Boy, but, did he get out get out easy on this one. Well, I just think I but the, even Ruffalo, it's a lot of amazing like physical transformations in this. And yeah, some of it is okay. Carell's got a prosthetic nose or whatever. But Ruffalo's the one that really kind of threw me because Tatum, it, took, it took me a second to be like, is that Ruffalo? Yeah. Well, I literally wrote down in my notes, I wrote Gorilla Ruffalo. Yeah. Because not only is he like you know really bulked up but just like the way he moves the way he walks around he like lumbers around and his shoulders kind of roll and his yeah, arms oh, swing around oh, he was hulking it yeah no it's was. crazy yeah uh that like he, tatum is you know that guy's always in shape like okay so we put on a, a bunch of extra muscle and yeah he's got the face thing going on but uh he still feels like he still feels like channing tatum yeah. uh, uh mark ruffalo actually felt like a different guy like yeah. walking around oh, yeah. um that was a physical transformation that i like and he's the one who's certainly going to get overshadowed like he's the one who's going to get you know the least attention he was the uh, best in thing movie. in this movie period you think absolutely i mean he's certainly got the most uh you know considering all the time spent to Carell and tatum like his character uh ruffalo's character is like incredibly compelling i mean he's the certainly he the most with, dimensionalized with, with the limited screen time that he has yeah um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, I think he does great. I mean, I, look, let's put it, this, I think all three of them are doing like top notch stellar work. I think 
you know, and it's one of those movies where, like, that's the compelling thing about it. It's watching Steve Carell be, you know, the opposite of everything you expect him to be, like every other thing you've ever seen him do in a movie. And it's watching, it's it's one of those things where, oh, all these actors are just, like, they're really focused, they're really, like, super committed to these, these, like, insane, crazy characters. And, you know, the the performances are really compelling. It's, oh, watching those actors lose themselves in these, in these really, like, crazily drawn characters well, see that's the thing is that the acting was good the yeah. script was fine the direction was sloppy really you think so this movie was 134 minutes yeah it felt a bit long how mu- like how much of that time did we spend sitting in a theater listening to like one or two notes on a piano staring at a landscape <laughs> No, there are. It's, there are... it's like it's like fucking James Bond. It's like, why am I looking at this enormous landscape? It it drags uh, a bit. Uh, and I, I mean, think. like, I have no problem with slow edits. Yes, yeah. you know, slow cuts, long takes, mm-hmm. whatever, to create a certain pace. Yeah, this just felt like cut. Like <laughs> Jesus, what the hell are you doing? I don't need to like sit here and watch him take a piss for thirty seconds. <laughs> like literally, like here's Channing. That Tatum. literally does happen. Like he's, he's like literally just like the entire piss, the whole piss. Like, like why am I in the room for this? And and like I don't I don't need to see him chewing eighteen times on one burger. Yeah, it's like just come on. The breaking of the ramen. I love the breaking up the ramen. The ramen. It's like, but at least there was then, but then him staring at the ramen bowl for like five, minutes. like seven full like, seconds before he like, starts oh eating. My God, yeah, oh my God, yeah. It's like I get it. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, just you do something now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I, I kind of agree. I think the, um, the pacing is a little weird in this movie, and I think the story is a little. I don't want to call it meandering, but. I would. There, there, there are some times where it sort of go. You're, you're sort of going, yeah, okay, but what? Well, I like, don't what, care. What's, what's happening right now? I don't care. <laughs> this, it doesn't feel like a super tight story, right? Um, and that's, that's and that's why I mean the direction, yeah. is not that tight, yeah. But I think that that's one of those things where it's like I think it's kind of the nature of the story they're telling is kind of meandering, right? Because but, it's it's like I said, it's it's this is a movie that it's it's a character based thing. It's I, not no. about like the plot of no, the no, movie. No, no, no. I so know that, much. but the thing is that if you're going to do it that way, yeah. like the first act of this movie, you want to evoke certain emotions from your audience. You want yeah. to feel that this guy is feeling like he's in a dead end thing, he's kind of depressed, you know, he's on a he's on the ropes, shall yeah. we say? Whatever. That's not what I mean, I got all that for a minute. Yeah. And then what I was mostly evoked out of me was boredom. It's like <laughs> Just like I get it, Act Two. Well, yeah, I think. Well, I think that's the thing is that I think it really feels uh, less like one whole movie and more like three little movies, like three little stories. Just like in the, in the plotting of the events, like there's. I think that first like thirty minutes, forty minutes or so is actually really tight. Uh, in that, like, oh, okay, so you see him, he's got this, like, really shitty lifestyle, and he lives alone in the woods, and he gets, like, sort of, in, you know, enticed and sort of enchanted by this rich guy and this whole environment and the relationship with his brother and, and, and training for worlds. Like, basically, like, everything up until uh, the, wor- the, the Worlds Tournament, I think, mm. is pretty good. And then after that, like, you, it kind of floats along for a few minutes and then there's that like what there's that blackout that that time jump um and you're sort of left going like wait what what's going on now like 
he just sort of it's like oh he's like he's on coke i guess now and he's not doing as well but like that middle part feels really mushy you know yeah it sort of feels like what's actually there was no payoff. i can see what's going on with these characters but i don't actually know what's going on with this story you lose a sense right. of like how close is he to the olympics is he yeah. Yeah. like what's what is is he fucked like what's going what's actually going on um and then once they actually get to you know, when the brother shows up, yeah. when Dave shows up to help with the training again, like, yeah. that's where the movie actually kind of kicks back into gear a yeah, little it's bit. Like, oh, and, we're back. Yeah, and it gets, because it gets really focused, you know? And then, again, after the Olympic thing is over, you sort of like, why is this movie still, still happening? happening? Yeah. Yeah, why am I, what? Oh. Yeah, because, I mean, look, the end of the movie is, like, the reason this movie exists, you know? The, 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 and, it, you know, obviously, again, as always, we're being spoilery. Um, but the shooting of Dave, you know, like, that's the reason that this is a story that is, like, that people know. That's the reason that this yeah. is a this is a, a thing that got turned into a movie. That's the only reason this movie exists. Right. But that shooting feels almost, like, completely disconnected from the rest of the movie. Just, like, in the, the way it, it is sort of structured out. Yeah, I because mean... Because there's this, like, there's that weird break. It's like, okay, so they get back from the Olympics, and... And again, it's just sort of like the story kind of floats around a little bit. It's like, well, the there's... Whole, the, the, I mean, the middle section with the drugs and the drinking. Yeah. And the, for not much time, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like he, he... So he tried Coke once, and then all of a sudden we see him not training anymore. Yeah. And he's highlighted his hair. Yeah, he's got highlights, which I think is great. Yeah, like, <laughs> sounds about right. They're just sitting around watching, like, Ultimate Fighting, which yeah. is also great. Yeah. I, but it just... I don't know. I mean, I was waiting. The, I mean, I didn't know the story, but yeah. I was waiting the whole time for for Carell to have a psychotic break. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way this isn't happening." Right. Well, no, and that's the thing. So, did you not know how the movie was going to end? Did you not know about the shooting? I didn't know, but I but I was waiting for it. Yeah. I was like, "There's." I mean, no... it was telegraphed. You saw oh. some kind of shooting happening. It was just a matter of which brother he was going to shoot, basically. I yeah. I mean, I just waiting for him to start picking yeah. off all the wrestlers. I was like, yeah, but that's like, a, that's like, this has murder suicide written all over it. I know. And I didn't like, I knew, so I knew that he was going to kill Ruffalo's character at the end of the movie. Cause I like, I was familiar yeah. with the story yeah. enough that I knew that was going to happen, yeah. but I didn't know like what the context was. And the shot that they always put in the trailers was that from that scene in the middle of the movie, when Carell walks into the training facility with the pistol. And then when he, like when he shoots oh, the I ceiling, see yeah. the only, I think the only trailer I saw involved, uh, uh, Tatum smashing, smashing his the head, mirror. His head yeah. in the mirror. No, like yeah. every every trailer they had ended with that shot of like behind Carell of him walking into the training facility holding the pistol. Oh. Um, so I kind of assumed it was going to be one of those things that it was going to be like a heat of the moment, like they fucked up the Olympics and he's going to like come in and they're going to get in an argument. And he's going to like shoot him or whatever. Yeah. And instead, it's like this weird like dis- disconnected coda where it's like Channing Tatum's already moved out of the house and he's already left and. And it's, like, way after the fact, but uh, Ruffalo's still living there because that's, like, you know, that's that's his his job. Yeah, exactly. And he's, I mean, he's there to keep Mark, you know, funded and to keep him afloat. Right. Um, But you just end up with, and, you know, I don't want to say it's unmotivated because there is, like, that scene right before of Carell, like, watching his fucking crazy self-funded documentary hilarious by the way fucking amazing i want to i actually want to see that video yeah like i'd rather watch that than this movie well and i think it's I, you know and it, and i wrote it down but i think it's great because i think it connects one of the things i think this movie does well is that i think there are a lot of really great sort of important dots in this movie mm-hmm. that the movie uh that bennett miller doesn't 
like go out of his way to like connect for you he's letting the audience do the work a little bit you know uh. um so for example i think that's a good example of it is you know so he's watching this documentary that he's made for himself about how awesome he is at training wrestlers or whatever um and but it's after he's blown it essentially after you know uh uh Mark has fucked up the Olympics, and it's all because of him, like, the, the psychological, yeah, like, yeah, effect yeah. that he had on him. Yeah. Um, and he's moved out, and, like, and it's all it's all gone to shit, basically. And he's sitting there by himself in this room watching this documentary. And I think that really closely can just come out, ties back all the way to the beginning to, uh, to Mark sitting in the little room watching the... DuPont Dynasty video, you know, yeah. that it's that it's literally it's him saying, well, you know, his mother is gone. He's the he's the only one left. He's he's the the family now, yeah. and it's him like wanting to redefine the DuPont legacy and wanting to like cement his own place in history. And like this was going to be his version. Like I could throw out that old video because this is going to be what DuPont means now. And instead, he's left with this video that basically doesn't mean shit because everything collapsed before it was even finished. Um, so, and I, like, and I think Carell sells that moment. Uh, I think it works. It just feels like, you know, it, it's just hard not to feel like there isn't a lot of, you know, dramatic, uh, uh, impetus behind that moment because it's way after the fact. And it's like, you know, well, I don't know. I see, I saw him sitting there watching it on repeat. Yeah for months oh yeah no no and, no. He, and he had a psychotic break and he, yeah and he, you know and he was thrown back to when he found out that his only friend had been paid by right. his mother the whole time which is the same thing that happened with yeah i love that bit when he's in the wrestling tournament the over 50 wrestling tournament and the other guy like takes the dive no not even that but just the fact that i mean you know he he says to channing james you're a good friend yeah but he's there because he's being paid to be there. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's no, it's no different. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the other, and that's the other thing that I love is like, so, and it's, you know, the, when he's in the over 50 wrestling tournament and the other guy is like clearly taking, even before we see oh, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall hand him the envelope full of yeah. cash on his way out the door. Like he is clearly just lying on the mat, like waiting for the ref to like count him out. Yeah. Um, like he's clearly taking a dive and. Corell is oblivious. Dupont has like no idea. He's just like he doesn't. He doesn't. He's got the blinders on. He doesn't want to see it, so he doesn't see it. And it's exactly like the scene earlier after Mark wins worlds. Yeah. And they're like partying in the room, and he starts like wrestling all the young guys, and the young guys are like clearly letting him win. Right. But he's like doesn't matter. He's like I'm gonna go. I beat this guy. I'm gonna take down this guy. And they're like chant cheering his name, and he's like you can see it's not just sort of like. And okay, thanks, guys. Like, this is a fun moment. He's just, like, overjoyed that these guys are just, like, fucking cheering him on. I mean, it's, it's, a it, you know, it makes that character so much more, Sad? Like, no, it's exactly, but it's, it's, it's fascinating, though. It's, like, aside from just the fact that he's physically awkward and that he's weird around people, I literally wrote, uh, in that scene, when he goes to, uh, when he first meets, uh, uh, Ruffalo's family... And oh he, yeah, yeah, and I, I literally wrote no, stay, stay, yeah, yeah, st stay, Mark, stay. Yeah, uh, I literally wrote uncomfortable around humans <laughs> because like the idea of like these children running around, it's like he just is so stiff, and it's like he doesn't know what to do with real people in their own environment that aren't like on his private estate that are there because he's they're paid to be there and they're there to service him. Do you, you know, know what that all reminded me of? Do you remember? Um... 
all of me. Yeah, sure. I I mean a little bit. Well, just just the whole thing with um, what's her name? Lily Tomlin's Lily Tomlin, character. Yeah. Her just her whole character is the same thing. Like I don't have any friends, and I used to hire a clown. My mom would hire me a clown. It would yeah. amuse me, and then when she wasn't in the room, he wouldn't do anything. <laughs> I don't have any friends, and I was like, oh god. But that movie is so much better. Well, 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 yeah. Um, the other thing I've also really liked the the just again like that little sort of unspoken thing, um, and it's. It, there's a little bit of an on-the-nose thing at the end, but um, throughout the movie, you see Ruffalo, and he's always got uh, oh, shit written on his hands yeah. and, and his arms, like notes yeah. to himself. Pick, like pick sharp, up the kids. Yeah, pick up the kids. Or he's got like Mark's phone number written on his hand. Yeah. Um, I thought that, that's like a great sort of uh, like simple character note of like who that guy is, oh, you yeah. know? Um, and, you know, so, yeah, you see it sort of like the close up of it at the end after he gets shot. And I think I think that shot is a little a little bit too much. Like It's a little more than we needed um, yeah, because it's literally just see, a shot of the note on his right, hand. Yeah, see, but the thing is, this, but this whole movie suffered from a little more than we needed. Yeah. Like there were th- like a lot of this movie was willfully artsy. Yeah. Like there's a scene I remember where he's uh, pushing on his face. Yeah. In the mirror. Oh, yeah. The first time. The first time. Yeah. And like, I think it's still he's still in his own apartment. At that yeah. Point. And. The mirror is out of focus, despite the fact that that's where your eye goes, because that's what most of the frame is, and he's his face is in focus. Yeah, that's not necessary. That accomplished <laughs> nothing. That's you being not, that. That's just willfully artsy bullshit. Yeah, and this, I feel like that's and the, the pacing problems at the beginning. A lot of it was willfully artsy bullshit. It's like trim it down, pull your head out of your ass. You know, you can make like there's a good movie in here. Yeah. trying to get out. Well, again, but I think I think a lot of those movies' problems sort of suffer for are, are, are inherent to the like the story itself. You know, like it's not a tightly plotted story where like oh, like they lose worlds and then they all get into I, an argument in the locker no, room and then he shoots them or whatever. No, like I know that, and that's fine. So but yeah, you have to time... find ways to sort of connect these sort of vaguely unconnected events with just sort of like character moments and some of those character moments play better than others you right, know but i feel like it's just it's like it's it's just sloppy editing and direction it's like you can like the exact same story could have been told and it would have felt a little better yeah if each shot had been like 15 seconds shorter and i mean 15 <laughs> seconds shorter that's a lot of seconds Bart. it's a lot of seconds and it's just like why am i watching him pee what is the purpose of this shot? <laughs> um, I really liked a lot of the, like, okay, speaking of what is the purpose, I really liked a lot of the, like, really rando shit that just <laughs> happened in this movie with, like, uh. no explanation. Like, uh, near the end, when Carell shows up at Ruffalo's house wearing a Revolutionary War jacket. Yes. <laughs> for no goddamn reason. <laughs> well, the first time when he shows up in a tux. Yeah. In the middle of the night. And I was like, okay, so he's crazy. Yeah. And he's going to go kill somebody later. That's going to happen. <laughs> but it's just like, what? Um, or <laughs> also, uh, when he, we're friends. So most of my friends call me Eagle or Golden Eagle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Like, this guy can... suddenly became amazing. Like, I'm going to walk into bars now and say that. <laughs> well, and then uh, you'll get that great moment later on where he's like, you know, Honestly. giving his own interview for his own documentary, is wearing the yellow jacket that says eagle, eagle on it. it. Yeah, and oh. there's literally an eagle over his shoulder, like an eagle statue, like yep. behind him, like screaming in his face. Yep. Holy shit! Give me that stuff yep. all day long. Yeah. 
But that's the whole thing is like we weren't allowed to have fun with most of that. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in this, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie happens really early on, um, and it's that it's that first scene between uh, between Tatum and Ruffalo. Yeah, when they when they meet up in the gym. See um, that that like as, like that one was very long. Yeah, but it was effective. Well, yeah, because this is the thing about that. something was actually happening. Yeah, they they they're sort of sparring with each other. Yeah, and but like it's the first time we're seeing them together. That little sparring match like perfectly encapsulates it. Perfectly sums up their entire relationship. Right, and that was great. Like I didn't you didn't need to. Give me a bunch of backstory about like oh their parents died, divorcing no. when he was two or whatever like everything else like yeah okay that's fine like all I needed was that like four minutes of watching the two of them wrestle and because it starts with that great it's like this physical language between the two of them like literally like how they say hello to each other where you know they sort of he stretches him he, they stretch each other out and he holds him in a certain way and yeah. you know like they switch arms the or whatever thing, like i thought that was really good the only thing that was missing is that it wasn't established beforehand that they were brothers i didn't know that they were brothers at that point uh i'm well it wasn't said until after it says, no 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 that's not true no 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 it wasn't said that they were brothers like like when they established that they were brothers it says, you see them training together and then he gets the phone call and says well you're training with your brother no 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 that's not true because uh there's the scene earlier when he goes to he gets the check from the school person and they want to make it out to his brother they want to make it out to dave right and he says oh no dave's my brother he also won a gold medal right but then you but you don't know that 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 that's him yeah because you see a picture of them in his apartment beforehand when he comes back and he's like puts his medal on the thing, you see a picture of, of the two of them together, and they've right. got because they've got I, the thing that stuck out stuck out to me in that picture is they've got like little like all reeds. little reeds yeah, no, over I, their I, head. I, I remember that too, but the thing <laughs> is that I, I didn't the picture wasn't tight enough that I recognized the brother as Ruffalo so much as some bearded dude. Oh, you didn't recognize him as Ruffalo? No, in that? I didn't. I didn't. Well, I think that speaks a lot to I his not, again I that physical transformation him as Mark Ruffalo until I saw Mark Ruffalo on screen. Oh wow, himself. okay. Um, no, I mean, I think but, that's the setup that they give you that that's that's his brother. I mean, um, it's fine. Like, it, yeah, it, no, it's it, fine. It, it didn't it didn't affect that. It all moment, comes out yeah. in the wash anyway. But there's that it's but, that great slow build of them just sort of like saying hello to each other and like yeah. you know almost like a physical version of chit chat, and then it sort of it slowly escalates and escalates until you for, you get that sense of the two of them as you know they yeah. love each other, but they also they butt heads and there's some resentment there, and you know he bust his nose open and he just like you know he, he t- takes a minute and he, he blows it out and he, he fucking spits a blood on the mat and they're like fuck it let's go again you know yep. um that whole scene is just like it's just some riveting shit you know yeah no that um, was great and then it, and then we had peeing like <laughs> just like why you seem to really be fixating on the urination scene part what was the point of it <laughs> Well, I think it's what was added to the movie. I think it's the it's the painting over his shoulder. It's the like portrait of the the. I I don't think it's supposed to be Vanessa Redgrave, but it's like the Dupont family, literally like looking over his shoulder while he's peeing. Yeah, well, I know that, but the thing is that it it's just I don't know. You know what it was like? It was. Do you remember that that YouTube clip where Patrick Stewart is teaching about the take and the, the double take, the quadruple take? take. Yeah. I literally just showed that to somebody last night. Right. So this is the thing is. For that, where he's peeing, and over his shoulder is the portrait. Yeah. Well, how many takes did we get? There was like it was at least two. Oh, him if looking not at three. the painting. Yeah, that, that could have been accomplished with a single take. Yeah, like <laughs> two of them. It's that's a fair point. I it's, think it's just like just trim it down a little. And yeah. there were other shots that were like just like why is this? Why am I watching this? Yeah. The chewing and it's just 
I just don't need it. Yeah. Um, let's. I think we should talk about Steve Carell a little bit. Okay. Did you? Did you? It, were you? Okay. I, okay. It was Here's, impossible for me to watch not to watch him without <laughs> thinking of him. Like, is him? Is he you know, auditioning for the Penguin right now? I. <laughs> like, I just. Here's it, okay. Here's the problem with Steve Carell in this movie. Okay. You can't give me Steve Carell delivering hilarious lines, doing <laughs> hilarious things with a hilarious prosthetic nose. And, and the not, teeth. Let's not forget the teeth. Those teeth, teeth are fucking incredible. And the teeth and not have it be funny. Oh, I think a lot of it's meant to be funny. No, 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 no. But I'm saying it's like you're not allowed to have a lot of fun with it in the movie. Because the movie's so fucking depressing. Yeah, so that, you keep waiting like, for that other shoe to drop. Right, yeah. and so you can't, like, allow yourself to relax and laugh at how hilarious it is. Yeah. Even though it really is. Like, this would be... You know what it's like? It's like uh, Lost Highway. Okay. Like, watch Lost Highway with friends. Yeah. Because you don't give a shit what's going on, and you can laugh at all the ridiculous things in that movie, and it's so much fun. Get drunk, make a game out of it, and watch Lost Highway. <laughs> you could do that with this. Yeah. But if you watch Lost Highway by, by yourself... It's just like, mm. and this is the same thing. But this is like, I couldn't enjoy the just stupidity and craziness of Steve yeah. Carell because I wasn't allowed to because of the movie. Because yeah. the movie was so like willfully serious and dour and boring. There is a there is a thing I think you know, and it's I think you can in a way sort of connect the dot back to the office. You know that his whole thing in the office is. Uh, and I mean, this is Rick, was Ricky Gervais's thing first, but yeah. it's you know that's a character who the humor comes from how uncomfortable he makes you. You know, it's that discomfort humor, which has never really been my thing. You no. know, it's like he is an embarrassing person to watch, and like that's what makes him funny. Um, in this movie, there's kind of the same thing going on in that again, like he that Dupont is so oblivious to some of the things that are happening around him. Um, and you know, he's got like, he gives that speech, uh, to the guys after worlds about like, horses are stupid. They eat and they shit. I mean, that was funny. Horses are so horses are dumb, right? It's like, it's like he's after a minute, you realize that he's trying to make a joke. Like he is desperately trying to like piece words together in an order that like, he can't even master the cadence of a joke. Like, he can't even figure out how mm. to form something that sounds like a joke or that is clearly intended as a joke but might not be a funny joke. It's like, he's just reaching for words and he doesn't know how to do it. And it's so awkward and it's so uncomfortable. But again, he's so creepy that it almost, in a way, keeps you from just sort of laughing at it. It keeps yeah. you from being... From taking it as just straight humor, right? It's the same thing when uh, in that scene where uh, the when his mother shows up in the in the gym, um, and he suddenly is like, "She's here! I have to put on a show!" And so he stops everybody and makes them huddle up and just starts and then splits them in half. Yeah, splits them in half so, so, she, can... so she can see better. Yeah, which is just a fucking amazing moment. Oh yeah. Uh, and the fact that like everyone is just willing to go along with this fucking crazy guy because off. because exactly because he's paying them all out the nose. So they're like whatever this guy wants to do, if he wants to make a big show of, you know, demonstrating his beginner wrestling moves to me so that he can feel good around his old lady mom, like whatever, man. As long as I'm going to get paid $20,000 a year, who gives a shit? Yeah. But he thinks he is the leader of men and so like yeah there's this like 
inherent awkwardness to it where you are sitting there just like the office you're sitting there going like this guy's off his fucking rocker this guy has no idea mm-hmm. how uncomfortable he is in the shell of humanity but yeah he's also so fucking disturbing to look at that <laughs> you, you can't it? just fucking laugh at it you just want to like crawl out of your skin and run away yeah well you're not wrong <laughs> And it's because there's all of those moments where it's like he's shooting with police officers on his, like, private range. Or he buys a goddamn tank for no fucking reason. And then sends it back. (laughs) Yeah, because he doesn't have the fifty caliber machine gun on the front. You're like, why do you have that, man? I was hoping that something amazing would happen with that tank. With the tank? I really wanted him to, like, run somebody over with the tank. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there is there is like a really unsettling element to him where yeah, you can't just you can't just laugh. Um, the movie won't allow you to do that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's fucking. I don't know. And I think that's I think that's an effort to make you sort of identify a little more and empathize a little more with Channing Tatum because it's you know the idea again and it's like the movie no, doesn't it didn't I, I couldn't empathize very well with Channing Tatum I mean a little bit yeah but he was kind of a douchebag on his own anyway yeah. but Ruffalo sure I connected with Ruffalo well but it, like so and and again I, this is, I think the beginning works really well where you get the sense of like he's trying to do something for him you know like he and it's, he's not being an asshole about it like when he goes to to Ruffalo and he's like, hey, he wants us both. He, he wants us to like, you know, put this team together or whatever. And Ruffalo's like, look, I've got a family. I've got like, I'm settled here. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, he's also like, but you should do it. Like, I'm proud of you. I want you to have your own thing. And he's like, I can't pass this up. Like, this is his moment to, you know, do something better than get a check for twenty bucks that was meant for his brother. You know. Yeah. Um. And so I think there is, like, a, you know, he's got that kind of strong motivation where he's like, oh, no, he's doing, he's actually building something for himself, by himself. No, I mean, and, I, I absolutely get that. Yeah. But, I don't know, something about it felt a little stiff to me. Yeah. But but that's the thing, is, like, the his ultimate sort of what breaks him is not, yeah, there's, like, rivalry with his brother and, you know, he goes back and forth and that, but, like, ultimately his brother is always on his side. Like, even when he's lashing out against Dave, like, Dave is always on his side. He's always looking out for him. He's always trying to help him. He is always, like, in his fucking corner. And the thing that twists him and fucks him sideways is, like, Carell's crazy, is DuPont's crazy psychological, like, you know, manipulation and, you know, push and pull and up and down. Mm -hmm. And so I think, again, like, that's why we don't get a lot of the, like, just... The, the ability, the opportunity to just laugh at how absurd his character is because we have to... I think they're trying to make us feel uh, Tatum's position of, like, no, it's like this insane manipulation that just completely wears him down, you know? Who, who do you think the protagonist is in this movie? You know, I was th- kind of thinking about it because more along lines of I was thinking of it in terms of, you know, when this when Oscar season hits after the new year. Yeah. Um, how they're gonna, you know, parse these guys out for nominations. Um, I mean, I think Tatum has to get the the lead. I guess. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's his story, more or less. Like, yeah, he kind of disappears at the end, which is, like, 
which is again I think why that end feels so weird and disconnected because Tatum isn't involved in it at all yeah. he's like already gone he's been gone for like like almost 10 minutes at that point yeah. um so I think he's probably you probably submit him as the lead uh you probably submit Carell as supporting um, but uh, you Ruffalo. probably also submit Ruffalo as supporting. Like, I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, I don't, I mean, Carell's the one who's going to, they're going to market. They're going to market Carell. Ruffalo, like he might get supporting, but they're not going to, they might submit him as a supporting nomination, but mm. I don't think there's going to be like a marketing machine behind him. I don't think they're going to push his nomination. They're going to push Carell's nomination. Which is fair. Yeah. I mean, I can't really argue. Yeah, that. no, exactly. Um, um, so I, that's the question I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, which of those three main performances did you find sort of the most? You're, you're sort of, it feels like you're in the Ruffalo camp. He, am, he was the I, one who really kind of spoke to you. I, I think, well, I mean, yes, but beyond that, I think given the amount that he was given to work with, yeah. he did the most with it. Um, I mean, Carell yeah. did very well, but yeah. he had a lot to work with. Yeah. Um, Tatum, I, I think it would be in that order, actually. Yeah, you think? I mean, he, again, he, he was fine. Tatum has a lot of just he's a lot staring of, at he has, something. He has a lot or, of vacant yeah. staring to do. It's a lot. It's it's um, a lot of internal work, you know. Which is fine too, but yeah. when he actually had to have loud outbursts and whatnot, it felt not as natural to the character as some of the work done by the other two guys. Yeah. Aside from his like you know smashing of mirrors and punching himself in the face, it, it is a pretty quiet internal performance. On, yeah. You know, on the relative scale of this movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then Vanessa Redgrave. What? Well, Vanessa Redgrave. And Sienna Miller, who's sort of, like, also in this movie as the ma- as uh, his wife. Just, like, and she's got, you know, like, five lines of dialogue in the whole movie, I think. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I kind of, I, I think I gotta go with Carell. Uh, just because he's, it's such, it's such a fucking bizarre-ass character. funny guy being an awkward guy trying yeah. to be funny. Yeah. I mean, because he is both, like you know insane like absurd and humorous but also like psychotic and terrifying like he he sort of balances those scale scales very well and he you know it, and in some cases like kind of flips from one to the other like in the same scene even yeah um so i, I think yeah Carell's the one that i i i think i'll i'll be in the Carell camp a little bit here uh, mostly because of that fucking revolutionary jacket oh, thank you. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that fucking revolutionary nose. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, um, no, the jacket, that was... You, you didn't even see it. No, you had... I thank God you pointed it out to me. I was looking down, I was writing something, I was writing a note, and you were like, dude, dude, look at this jacket. <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you for that. Hey, my pleasure. Um, well, I think we're probably at... I think it's probably that time. I think mm. we're probably there. Uh, Heart of the Ghostbusters? It's clearly Ruffalo for me. Really? You're going to go Ruffalo? I have to. I'm gonna go. Think with... what a great fun drink that would be. It would be like harmless and fun, and like just like a good solid pub a drink. Solid pub drink. You know, I want to go with a. I want to go sideways on this. I want to go with Anthony Michael Hall as like the poor son of a bitch who just like fucking has to shuttle him around oh, and like do okay. his dirty work and pay guys off, pay off his wrestling opponents, and but like. That, I love that scene he has he's with... He's such a bitter drink, though. Yeah, no, but I, that guy's got, like, crazy fucking he's, he's stories. Gonna, but he's going to order absinthe. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, I think he's going to chug whiskey by the gallon. 
He's like, that's he, not a good drink no, either. Maybe man. not. No. I mean, I drink plenty of whiskey myself. Yeah. Well, bourbon, but like, I love, I love that scene he has early on with with O'Neill. I think it like speaks vol. O'Neill, Jesus, fucking what? Tato. Tato with Tato. His his scene early on with Tato. Chatty uh, Tato. Where he's like, you know, you don't go to the house. That's off limits. You see the horses; those are off limits too. And you know, just personal advice: if you see. Give her some privacy. You know, like, it's clear. I feel like he is just, he has seen all kinds of horrors in that house. But he fucking sticks around, and he's still there. He's up, but he sticks around because he's getting paid. Yeah, no, exactly. I, he's probably, you know, fucking doing very well, and he's put all of his kids through college. But, like, I want to hear those goddamn stories. I want to hear he's about not crazy to... rich people shit. But he's not going to tell you them. I think you give him enough booze, I think he will. Was he He's got kind of a world on, wariness wait, wait, to wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. Was he or was he not the attorney? No, no. The attorney, I think, is the older, heavy set guy. Who also was... I love that guy also. I just like that actor. I think, he, okay. I think he's great. Because he's not going to tell you anything. No. That's just... No, no, no. No, I think he's just sort of like the, like the manservant. I think he's just sort of like... The guy, the the personal assistant, the guy who just does shit for him. I couldn't even separate those characters from each other. Oh, I think he's great. I, I'm going. I am going to go Anthony Michael Hall. I think that's going to be a fan. I think it's a fantastic drink. Okay. Well, Bartholomew, thank you as always for for coming along on this journey. It's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, you can follow along on the blog, dailyscreening.com, uh, or on uh, Facebook and Twitter at Daily Screening. Uh, and you can, of course, listen to this podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Uh, just you know, search for us and rate us and review us and, and all those fun things. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. 